This is the SFF Audio Podcast. Today's podcast is a real treat. It's the entire run, episodes 1 through 7, of Broken Sea Audio Productions, The Queen of the Black Coast. This is the Robert E. Howard story adapted into a two-hour, 15-minute production. Uh, it's full cast, it's amazing, and it's in stereo. Uh, it, we're premiering it here, and I, I think you're going to love it. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. You should experience lots of explosions with no body parts. Parents should be ready to cover their ears. Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of recorded history, there was an age undreamed of. When shining kingdoms lay spread across the world like blue mantles beneath the stars. From the north came a Sumerian sword in hand a thief a reaver a slayer with gigantic melancholies and gigantic mirth to tread the jeweled thrones of the earth under his sandaled feet Broken Sea Audio Productions presents the full cast audio dramatization of the Queen of the Black Coast, a tale of Conan, written by Robert E. Howard, episode one. Birds are bacon in the spring. That autumn paints the leaves with somber fire. Believe I held my heart inviolate to lavish on one man my heart desires. The song of belief. Hey, and it's true, my lads, true, my lads, I never was known to lie. 
Shipmates, with a flagon on your long sea voyage, a bit of crockery for your ship's galley, finest in Argos, right here. Look here, direct from Stygia, a seven-headed pipe in the shape of Seth itself. And for a few coins more, I might just be able to purloin a bit of the Black Lotus to pack it with. Best prices in all Argos, or my name's not Murga. I don't think so. But perhaps a flag in our bed. Come on, man. We need to get back in the Argos before the captain skins us both. Buzz, sailors, look, straight from the old rams of Samaria. Get your fur clouts in. No, it wasn't so. Come on. Ahoy there, what? sailor boys. Don't even think it, mate. Leave the wench. Looky what Annie is offering. Evan, right here, looking for just a few coins more, you can get to nose me real close and personal. Doc, if I only had a coin, which come on, man, leave the target. The ship set sail, you fool. on your ship. Come on, lads, this windshield will make you see the stars, and then, sir, make you both forget the damn sea. Now, there, you're a broke idiot. Look up, dear. The captain's already cast it off the lines. Get down the pier before the Argus sets sail without us. And now we can tie them the Argus. Damn! And I didn't even have time to get some immediate advance of the missing veils. Damn, they always broke anyway. I should have taken up fishing instead of the fur trade, Murder. I've made a damn coin of weeks. Ah, fishing's no better, what with the pirates sacking anything on or around the waters. Hard times for us all, Arthur. The potter's trade fares me no better. Ah, I should have been a knight's guard. You're your Argos would have fallen to invaders years ago, with you holding its sword's hilt. Wench! <laughs> Anya, if I wasn't so broke, I'd pay your price. And then spank that sharp tongue of yours right out of you. Promises, promises, Vega. Lars, it's been lame pickings for this woman these last few months as well. No new ships put here in Argos for weeks. Traders are avoiding us because of their pirate queen, she double. How's a girl to earn an honest wage, I ask you? I had a few new sailors with coins in their hands after long voyages. Seamen needing a bit of a roll in the A and ready to part with their ardent coinage. If they don't, make poor. Honest living in Argos, you <laughs> will all be begging to be kidnapped and sold as Stygian temple slaves if I don't change, I tell ya. Something needs to be done about those pirates. And who's to do that? You are not. <laughs> I just wish the king'd pay the devilish wench to keep her raider galleon away and be done with it. Well, the king will part with his coins. Rather see all his subjects starve before his majesty releases the royal purse strings, I says. Only ship is that one down the wharf, the Argus, and she's cast north now. Monster of a man, that is. On a monster horse. 
horned helm and wearing black mail, brandishing a northern broadsword, if ever I saw one. Mm. Crimson cape. Coming this way! Way for the sea. Earn your keep, lads. Order lines here. Unfurl the mainsail. Get a move on, mates. Row, dogs. We make for the sea. There is not much between us and the next port, except for the devils of the sea. And I don't want to get stuck listing out there, awaiting my demise. So row, damn you, and get the mainsail unfurled. What ye be going on about now? The beer, sir. There. What the? For the coasts of Kush. And I'm for Kush! Push off, I tell you! Seems you have company, barbarian. Can you pay for your passage? I pay my way with steel! My Kronian! If you don't get underway, I'll drench this galley in the blood of his crew! Being a captain, I've judged many a man, warrior. And I make mine judgment now, and bid you welcome male stranger. We sail! Steersman, get the Argus out to sea. Hoist the pennants and get the Argus with the wind in our backs and the sea open for us, lads. Ah, that's it, lads. The wind takes us now. The mainsail fills. Steady as she goes, mates. 
You have made quite an impression with the palace guards, stranger. Thank Ishtar, we are out of bullshot. <laughs> Let them rage! Steersman. I uh, she'll stay her course. Those lot will never catch the Argus under full sail. No need to keep your sword singing in the winds, awaiting blood, stranger. If we must travel together, we may as well be at peace with each other. My name is Tito, the licensed master shipman of the ports of Argos. I am bound for Kush to trade beads and silks and sugar and brass hilted swords to the Black Kings for ivory, copra, Copper ore, slaves, and pearls. I am Conan, a Cimmerian. I came to Argos seeking employment, but with no wars forward, there was nothing to which I might turn my hand. Why do the guardsmen pursue you? Not that it's any of my business, but I thought perhaps... I've nothing to conceal. By Crom, though I've spent considerable time among you civilized people, your ways are still beyond my comprehension. Well, last night in a tavern, a captain in a king's guard offered violence to the sweetheart of a young soldier, who naturally ran him through. But it seems there is some cursed law against killing guardsmen, and the boy and his girl fled away. It was bruited about that I was seen with them, and so today I was hauled into court and a judge asked me where the lad had gone. I replied that since he was a friend of mine, I could not betray him. Then the court waxed wrath, and the judge talked a great deal about my duty to the state and society, and other things I did not understand, and bade me tell where my friend had flown. By this time I was becoming wrathful myself for I had explained my position. But I choked my ire and held my peace, and the judges squalled that I had shown contempt for the court, and that I should be hurled into a dungeon to rot until I betrayed my friend. So then, seeing they were all mad, I drew my sword and cleft the judge's skull. Then I cut my way out of the court, and seeing the High Constable's stallion tied nearby, I rode for the wharfs, where I thought to find a ship bound for foreign parts. Well, the courts have fleeced me too often in suits, with rich merchants for me to owe them any love. <laughs> I'll have questions to answer if I ever anchor in that port again. But I can prove I acted under compulsion. Aye! Come up to the boot deck, and we'll have a tankard of ale. <laughs> <laughs> that suits this Samarian's parched throat just fine. 
citadel of crumbling stone her eyes were snared by that unholy sheen and a curious madness took me by the throat as a rival lover thrust between song of belief No offense meant, Conan of Sumeria. I had always thought most of your race more interested in swords, song, and the embrace of comely wenches. Or at least that's been my experience. Bah! If I am to be underway and expected to lend my broadsword to the defense of the Argos, then I want to know what it is I am defending. Knowledge has its own steel, as sharp as any sword, friend Tito. Many a foe has learned that though I appear a simple barbarian from the northern lands, I am not dim. I listen. I learn. I remember. And my foes, they have all paid in blood. <laughs> so tell me of this ship of yours, Tito. I would learn more. And if the need arose, make its enemies pay in blood. 
One has not the time for drinking and whoring. Why, crumb with a sword embedded up to the hilt in his gullet. Aye, <laughs> Conan. Well said. Wise already for when your age, I see. Tell you I shall, friend. The Argus is a small but sturdy ship. Typical of, but better, than most trading craft which ply between the ports of Zingara and Argos in the southern coasts, hugging the shoreline and seldom venturing far to the open ocean. As you can see, Conan, she is high of stern, with a tall, curving prow, broad in the waist, sloping to stem and stern. A thing of beauty, my friend. Ah. Or I am not Tito, master of the Argus. Aye, she is sleek of lines, I'll grant you. Bear with the ignorance of one not accustomed to traveling over the seas. Why do you have so many benches for rowers when this sail seems more than up to the task of pushing your vessel easily through the waters? <laughs> you are new to the sea, Conan. So let me explain it from an old sea dog's view. Propulsion is furnished mainly by the broad striped silk sail, aided by a jib sail. The oars were for use in tacking out creeks and bays and during calms. There are ten to the side, five four and five aft of the small mid-deck there. For the wind cannot always be counted on. Much like some wenches I know back in Argos. <laughs> I could share some tales of wenches and their fickle ways as well. <laughs> I bet you could, Conan. I bet you could. Aye, your men. A sturdy lot. Where are their quarters? If quarters there are on board this ship. <laughs> Space is always at a premium on a ship, friend. The men sleep on deck or between the rowers' benches, protected in bad weather by canopies. With twenty men at the oars, three at the sweep, and I, shipmaster. That is my crew. But what of your cargo? Your weapons? What if you were raided? I see not even one sword or pike anywhere. <laughs> the most precious part of the cargo we lash under the deck and under the foredeck. <laughs> As for the weapons, Conan, <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask about our arms. We have a little need of them, but when necessary, break them out from below decks. Aye, look, cities off in the distance, past those rolling meadows. Yes, passing through the coastal waters of Shem. Shem, I'm no captain of the sea, Tito. But why did you not break out the crew's arms? There, on the beaches, I can make out horsemen with. Blue-black beards and hooked noses, just sitting on their steeds, eyeing the Argos with suspicion. The eyes of an eagle you have, Samarian. Will they not attack? Shem and its horsemen are most dangerous, I and suspicious. But they will not bother us, as long as we keep making headway. The Argus will not put in there. There is scant profit in trade with the sons of Shem. See, they ride off now. Well, <clears throat> enough talk, friend. If I tarry here much longer with this tankard, I'll no longer be fit for sea duty. 
Enjoy the wonder and power of the sea, Cimmerian. Aye. Break out the canopies, lads. The sun's rays grow in strength the farther south we sail. And I would prefer not to be roasted alive underway, lads. Steersman, keep her on course. If our luck holds, the weather shall remain fair. Even if growing hotter than the seven hells. You men, get some rags out of the lockers and shine the gold to work on the prow and get along the gunwales. Tis already tarnishing, and we've only been under sail a scant week. of those massive black castles. Where are we? Passing through the waters of Stygia. Up ahead, port side of the prow, Conan. Do see where the ocean froths in a deadly torrent. That is where the river Styx empties into the ocean. The ebon castles? <laughs> are chemish. Those same chemi sorcerers I have heard dark tales of. Even in Samaria, as a youth, round the fires of my father's forge. Aye, one and the same. The tales you heard, Samarian, pale in contrast to the evil things that take place in those dark lands. Ships do not put unasked into this port. Not where the dusky sorcerers weave awful spells in the murk of sacrificial smoke, mounting eternally from blood-stained altars, where naked women scream long into the inky black nights. There were set the Old Serpent, archdemon of the Hyborians, but god of the Stygians, is said to writhe in his shining coils among his worshippers. Bah! The calm seas beckon with their violent taint. I have no use for sorcerers, or their creations, or these seas! I... Which is why we're giving this dreamy glass-floored bay a wide berth, Kodan. What do you see from the crow's nest, lad? A self-proud gold lands this way. By Mitra, looking once more. Stygian. Stygian or no, those are some... Yeah. 
and rose in all the serpent demons of Stygian hell were at your dark heels. Fool! Turn your head and roll! Roll, damn you! Get the Argus into the wind and out of these damned waters! My drum! Roll, damn you! Damned witches! Stay ye back! Hurry, dog! Roll, damn you! Thank Mitra! Roll, dogs! To these foul Stygina waters and their demon concubines are nothing more than a foul memory. You! Cease your tongue whacking and roll! If those wenches had made it aboard, you'd be being sacrificed to set your heart cut out, and they'd be drinking your blood in a temple of their damned serpent god. So roll, damn you! Roll before something worse than the sirens of death come Demon wenches. That was closer than I'd ever wanted to be to those lots. Aye, I could feel their magic rolling off the waters. Dreamlike. More like a nightmare cloaked in feminine wiles. I'll not go to set that way, naked dusky women or no. Aye. Stygian waters. Aye, the taints of those lands weighed down on the crew. You speak truth, Conan. What think you of the ways of the sea then? Mysterious. Nothing like the cold steppes and high mountains of my Cimmerian homeland. The lands pass by, full of adventure and darkness, beauty and death. 
This ship and her ways of no less interest to me, Tito. Aye, my crew seems to find you just as different. They are Argosian sailors, short and stockily built, while you, Kona, tower above them, and no two of them could match your strength. <laughs> they are hearty and robust, but your gait speaks of the endurance and vitality of a wolf. Your mighty thews, steel, and nerves wetted by the hardness of life in the world's wastelands. Young in years, you may be, Conan, but it is apparent to this sea dog. You have been hardened in warfare and wandering, and your sojourns in many lands are more than evident in your apparel. The horn helmet covering your brow must be as is worn by the golden-haired Aeser of Nordheim. The hauberk and greaves are of the finest workmanship of Goth. Yet the fine ring mail which sheathing your arms and legs is of Nemedia. Your blade is great Aquilonian broadsword. And the scarlet cloak could have been spun nowhere but in Ophir. You have seen much, Conan of Samaria. Aye, but I still thirst for more. What you been up to? Tell us, Mr. Buccaneer. How's it been for you? How's it been for you? of the Black's villages. Burned. Ishtar's eyes. The farther south we sail in the waters of Kush, the less we find. And the more ominous it gets. I had good trade here aforetime. This is the work of pirates. And if we meet them? Mine's no warship. We run, not fight. Yet if it came to a pinch, we have beaten off reavers before and might do it again. Unless it were Belit's tigress. And who is Belit? The wildest she-devil unhanged. Unless I read the signs wrong, it was her butchers who destroyed that village on the bay. May I someday see her dangling from the yard arm. She is called the Queen of the Black Coast. She is a Shemite woman who leads black raiders. They harry the shipping and have sent many of good tradesmen to the bottom. Then now might be a good time to arm the crew. Aye. You, help me bring up the jerkins, steel helms, bows, and arrows. Here, take these. I'll bring the bows and quarrels. All right, lads, hear me. The burned villages looks to be the work of Belate. Arm yourselves. Little use to resist if we're run down, but it rasps the soul to give up life without a struggle. Belate's queen of the pirates. Conan looks forward to meeting you. With the whale, 
Aye, the lulling of the waves does lend itself to rest. <laughs> I will make a sailor out of you yet, Cimmerian. <laughs> ah, nothing like the sea. Mm, but this blood-red sunrise over the coastal waters of Kush boats ill, I fear. Beautiful it is, but as with Stygia, beauty canst tide the dogs of doom. And the crimson rays this calm morn worry this old sea dog. Bah! I care not for superstitions. Give me a sword and I'll survive. Ha ha ha! What course have you set, Tito? All the blacks' villages that you intended to trade with are being burned and sacked. Aye, we might turn inland soon. Go up river a ways. Perhaps the looting and pillaging has not reached to the interior of Kush. Though I am not hopeful on that account either. Aye. You are sure it is the work of this, uh, elite? Aye. Can be no other in these waters. Though as of late she has strayed as far south as Argos, and caused trade to some nigh on a standstill in my home port as well. Damnable she-devil. How did, a uh, uh, woman become such a feared... Pirate Queen! Do not scoff at Belit and her band of cutthroats, Conan. As for how she. Captain, what is it, lad? What do you see? Rum! Naked blacks dance on her decks, beating shields with spear! You have the eyes of a hawk, Cimmerian. I can barely make out her silhouette against the sunrise. Into that creek mouth to port. If we can beat her before they run us down, we have a chance to escape with our lives. Oh, Get to the gunwales, dogs, and row for your very lives. The she-devil Belit is on to us. Oh, Devil gains on us. Steersman, that light of surf, get us in there now. Roll, damn you. Delete's devil's gain on us. 
That's not my idea of a manly weapon, but I learned archery among the Hinkinians, and it will go hard if I can't feather a man or so on yonder deck. Here, have mine. Anything would be of help in this dark hour. Roll, lads, damn you! Roll! Tito! Roll, lads! Roll! Tito! What is it, Conan? Landsman though I be, it is evident that the Argos will never win. I. But what other course have we? We stand and fight! in contrast to the ebon hides about her, her white breasts exposed and heaving. <laughs> Belite, without a doubt. <laughs> Dead in a moment. <laughs> that fool of the ship, the foe, killed you. A male man, big as a mountain, would have skewered me with his bow. Yet he shot my guard. Why? Why didn't I shoot? Wrong! Here they come!
is cut down to a man! Die! Ha ha! Die! A pirate dog? Leaps at me? I'll not stand here and wait for death! My crown I'll bring death to you! Like a man possessed. The bodies of my warriors pile up around him in a bloody mess, taller than he. No, my warriors fall back, raising their spears. Retreat, cowards, and skewer me with yon spears. Like dogs, or face Conan! And I. Like men, or hide out of the fight of my steel and cower. Be done with it! What do you wait for, Belites? I see you with heaving naked bosoms in the sun! Kill me, or I'll take you through to hell with me! your queen, Balich. Who are you? I, Ishtar, I have never seen your like, though I have ranged the sea from the coast of Zingara to the fires of the ultimate self. Whence come you? From Argos. You are no soft Hyperion. You are fierce and hard as a gray wolf. Those eyes were never dimmed by city lights. Those were never softened by life amid marble walls. I am Conan, a Sumerian. Let your slim hand move toward the jeweled dagger in your girdle, and a buffet of my open hand will stretch you senseless on the deck. But fear you, delete. I do not. I have held too many women civilized or barbaric in these iron-hewn arms. Looking on you, Conan, I have found my lover. Your race means not to me, warrior. Look at me, Conan. I am Belit, queen of the Black Coast. O tiger of the north. You are cold as the snowy mountains which bred you. Take me and crush me with your fierce love. Go with me to the ends of the earth and the ends of the sea. I am queen by fire and steel and slaughter. Be thou my king. Your warriors will not slit my throat the first chance they find. <laughs> In a fit of jealous rage. Look at their ebon faces, Conan. Their fury is gone. To these warriors, I, Belit, am more than a woman. I am a goddess whose will is unquestioned. Now look you at your ship, wallowing in the crimson sea wash. Would you really rather join your dead shipmates over me? I... I'll sail with you. Oh, Nega! Fetch herbs and dress your master's wounds. Yes, queen. The rest of you, bring aboard the plunder and then cast off. 
sit, Conan. Aye. Your arm, my king. Mightier warrior you are. Get these wounds need tending. And Shaman Niaga will fix for you. Cast the crew to the sharks. Get the Argus cargo on board quickly. takes on water. Set the ship adrift and let her sink to the hell of the sharks. Now, unfurl the sails. Get the wind at our backs and chart a course for plunder and adventure. There, my king. Your wounds are bandaged and salved. Are ready to fight a new Many thanks, Nyaka. And what of my warrior king? I'll bear you, my love. Your wounds are tended. Now your lust needs satiating as only I can. Watch me dance, my warrior. Wolves of the blue sea, behold ye now the dance, the mating dance of Balit, whose fathers were kings of Ascalon. Feel my gyrations as I move to and fro, my body moving for you. Lust for me as I for you. Odan, take me! Survivors of butchered Stygian ships named Elite with curses, and a white warrior with fierce blue eyes. So the Stygian princes remember this man long and long. The memory was a bitter tree which bore crimson fruit in the years to come. But heedless as a vagrant wind, the Tigris cruised the southern coasts until she came to the mouth of a broad, sullen river whose banks were jungle-clouded walls of mysteries.
adventure and plunder awaits. <sighs> Conan. Ah, Belit. The morning is bright. Last night was... <laughs> Aye, who needs sleep when wrapped in your arms? <laughs> Where are we headed, this shining morn? There, to port. That is the river's Arkiba, which is death. Its waters are poisonous. See how dark and murky they run. Only venomous reptiles live in that river. The black people shun it. Once a Stygian galley fleeing from me fled up the river and vanished. I anchored in this very spot, and days later the galley came floating down the dark waters, its decks bloodstained and deserted. Only one man was on board, and he was mad and died gibbering. The cargo was intact, but the crew had vanished into silence and mystery. My lover, I believe there is a city somewhere on that river. I have heard tales of giant towers and walls glimpsed afar off by sailors who dared go part way up the river. We fear nothing, Conan. Let us go and sack that city. Aye, your plans have always been sound, Belit. I am the arm to carry out your orders. Just point me towards those doomed to die, and it shall be so. Our life is good. It matters not where we sail or who we fight. So long as we sail, and we fight. Elite. Yes? I must counsel caution this bright morning before we continue. We need replenish our ranks aboard the Tigris. Battle and pillage has thinned the crew. Rum, scarcely 80 spearmen remain. Barely enough to work your long galley. We need chart a course away from those southern coasts and this dark river. For now, and instead make way for the southern islands to gain more buccaneers. For fully manned, we will be ready for whatever evils await us on those dark waters. If we are to go on. <laughs> Your worries are unfounded, my lover. Our crew is the match of any thrace its size. The river's Arkiba yawns before us, Conan. Look at its waters rushing out into the sea. There is treasure beyond both our imaginings upriver. Lost cities to plunder and adventures aplenty to soothe your Sumerian soul. I'll not be swayed by your counsel. I am Belit. We sail for the hidden jungle realms. Aye, you are the queen of the Black Coast. That I am, barbarian. That I am. Steersman! Up the river! The tiger sails the Sarkiba! To plunder! To battle! To glory! The oarsmen are quiet, old Nyaga. Hi. We've left the open sea. The denseness and deepening darkness of this jungle and its black river creeps into the soul. Even as the sun sets on the Zarkiba. From look starboard! Reptiles! Bigger than a man! 
Misshapen. Waiting. Boiled. Hi. Kelly. Sunba. Starboard. Those were no reptiles I've ever seen. Crom. Other than those monstrous things, nothing else so much as slinks up to the waters of this accursed river. Not birds, nor four-legged beasts. Aye. All plunder has its perils, Conan. Niega, have you been filling my Sumerian with tall tales of the black lands of your youth, eh? We follow you unto death, my king. I simply speak of truths as I have been told and witnessed with mine old eyes. <laughs> Be sure not to fill his head with too much idle prattle. Bah! Prattle is for crows. How far inland are those lost cities, Belit? The moon rises and strange sounds prick my ears even now. We still have a ways yet to sail, Conan. I do have some idea, but no true chart to guide us. I go on instinct. I will know when we are there. And you will thank me when the wealth weighs heavily in the hold of the tigers. <laughs> Rama, what was that? Look! Red eyes! And there! Do you hear it? Dark rustlings to starboard! Roman steel, this is a grim quest. Yaga, allow your queen to add to your tales. Yaga. I have heard whispered tales of these dark jungles from the black tribes, that the souls of evil men were imprisoned, and the man-like animals of these jungles as punishment for past crimes. Hmm. I have seen much in my few years. Once in a gold-barred cage in a Hikranian city, I saw an abysmal, sad-eyed beast which men told me was an ape. But of this caged beast, there had been about it naught of the demonic malevolence which vibrated in the shrieking laughter echoing from this black jungle. The moon rises, a splash of blood, ebony bar. Demons of the jungle greeted. Hearken to them, Dakar. Roma, elites, Norsemen are trembling, and you, Yaga. Worry not of them, Conan. Yaga, call them. Waga, I will try. You will do. Waga. Roma, the monstrous din comes from deep in the jungle. Farther back. As if even those unseen terrors fear the waters of the Zarkiba. They do. Ahead. In the moonlight, the jungle thickens over the river. Stashman, lay to the starboard a bit. Above the black denseness of the trees, the silvered moon rises. Our wake, rippling bubbles that widen like a shining road of bursting jewels. Look, Conan, as the oars dip into the shining water. See, they come up sheathed in frosty silver. I can smell treasure ahead. From, I can smell. 
evil. Come, speak not of doom, but of glory. Join me on my leopard skin. Rest your wary eyes, my barbarian. With me. Aye. Mystery and terror are about us, Conan. And we glide into the realm of horror and death. Are you afraid? Uh. I am not afraid either. I was never afraid. I have looked into the naked fangs of death too often. Conan, do you fear the gods? Hmm. I would not tread on their shadow. Some gods are strong to harm, others to aid, at least to say they're priests. Mitra of the Hibarians must be a strong god, because his people have built their cities over the world. But even the Hiborians fear Set, and Bel, god of thieves, is a good god. When I was a thief in Zamora, I learned of him. What of your own gods? I have never heard you call on them. Their chief is Krom. He dwells on a great mountain. What use to call on him? Little he cares if men live or die. Better to be silent than to call his attention to you. He will send you dooms, not fortune. He is grim and loveless, but at birth he breathes power into strive and slay into a man's soul. What else shall men ask of the gods? But what of the worlds beyond the river of death? There is no hope here or hereafter in the cult of my people. In this world, men struggle and suffer vainly, finding pleasure only in the bright madness of battle. Dying, their souls enter a gray, misty realm of clouds and icy winds to wander cheerlessly throughout eternity. Life, bad as it is, is better than such a destiny. What do you believe, Conan? <sighs> I have known many gods. He who denies them is as blind as he who trusts them too deeply. I seek not beyond death. It may be the blackness averred by the Nemedian skeptics, or Crom's realm of ice and cloud. Or the snowy plains and vaulted halls of the Nordheimer's Valhalla. I know not, nor do I care. Let me live deep while I live. Let me know the rich juices of red meat and stinging wine on my palate. The hot embrace of white arms. The mad exultation of battle when the blue blades flame and crimson and I am content. Let teachers and priests and philosophers brood over questions of reality and illusion. I know this. If life is illusion, then I am no less an illusion. And being thus, the illusion is real to me. I live, I burn with life. I love, I slay, and I'm content. But the gods are real, and above all are the gods of the Shemites. Ishtar and Ashtoreth, and Arcado and Adonis. Bell too is Shukdish, for he was born in ancient Shumar long, long ago and went forth laughing, with curled beard and impish wise eyes, to steal the gems of the kings of old times. There is life beyond death, I know. And I know this too, Conan of Samaria. 
My love is stronger than any death. I have lain in your arms, panting with the violence of our love. You have held and crushed and conquered me, drawing my soul to your lips with the fierceness of your bruising kisses. My heart is welded to your heart. My soul is part of your soul. Mm. Wrapped in your embrace thus, I am starting to believe. Conan, were I still in death and you fighting for life, I would come back from the abyss to aid you. I, whether my spirit floated with the purple sails on the crystal sea of paradise, or writhed in the molten flames of hell, I am yours, and all the gods and all their eternity shall not sever us. Blood drenches the rails even as the dying beast sways far out. Still gripping Kahar in its jaws and sinks into the river, coil by coil, lashing the water to bloody foam. Were that I reacted quicker, we might not have lost the warrior to the damn beast. At least the great serpent is dead. Hi. From here on out, I hold the watch. each leg around that does not see. Hot blood dripped blackly in the crimson night. Song of belief. Tigress, 
Traversing the dank, dark, ominous waters of the river Zarkiba, came upon the legendary lost ghost city of the Old Ones, of which Belit had spoken. The promise of untold treasures buried and hidden in its crumbling edifices, Belit lusted for. They saw a marble pyramid that was spired by a slim column in the center space, and on its pinnacle sat squatted, something that Conan supposed to be an image until his keen eyes detected life in it. A hairy, flying, winged, ape-like devil rose and screamed its unearthly call over this accursed lost city and flew away. Belit remained undaunted by this sight, an allure of treasure and dreamt of filling her soul, while her first mate, Conan, Sword at the ready, knew evil when he saw it, and liked it not. Man is the one for him mocks me, but they sell him where he hath gained. For his white bones when they are bare, the wind sells off forever, marrow. Wind sells off forever, I can smell the treasure of the ancients from here. Riches beyond our wildest dreams await us, Sumerian. Join me, Conan! Chrome's eyes, woman! You, Tahaka, you and this lot, moor the ship, Booger. The rest, join me before Belief finds trouble. Yaga. Let us go see what treasures these ruins hold. Waga, I command. For what darkness? I shall man. My sword will be ready. Kufar, I only hope that will be enough, Cimmeria. Ashtoreth locks his journey to ill-fated, while my queen stands oblivious to the peril. Believe. Eyes aglow, posed picturesquely there among the ruins. Vibrant life in her lined figure, contrasting strangely with the desolation and decay about her. First doom closes its icy jaws upon us all.
shall eat. I like this not. Rome! Even the sun seems foul here as it flames up slowly. You, Tehaza! Fun your men out. Watch for the winged devil. Mayhap it hides in the morning shadows lurking beneath the tottering walls surrounding these damned ruins. Walker. Conan, there. The power. See you there. The one reeling and rotting on its base. This was the temple of the old ones. Look, you can see the channels for the blood along the sides of the altar. And the rains of ten thousand years have not washed the dark stains from them. The walls have all fallen away, but the stone block defies time and the elements. But who were these old ones? Not even in legend is this city mentioned. But look at the handholds at either end of the altar. Hmm. Priests often conceal their treasures beneath their altars. Yo! Darza! Lay hold and see if you can lift it. Now, grip the handholds, cut into the stone. Conan, the handholds, they are unsuited to human hands. Aye. Hold, let me assist you with this infernal stone slab. Drum, this damned slab is heavy. Elite! Hold! What, Rama? What? Monstrous snake in the grout. Conan, come and slay it. The rest of you bend your backs to the stone. You dogs heard, Elite! Rome, where is the foul creature? I see no serpents, Belit. Malik, die! The altar! Oh, and Ishtar! How to fuck him! Fuck you! but a ruse to call you away. I feared the old ones guarded their treasure well. Alex, Power not, my crew. The danger is now past. Clear away the fallen power stones. So orders Belate. Now, move! You heard your queen! Bend your backs to the task! Shattered the face. That's it. There are the stones from the altar. Um, mashed body stainies. Damned rocks. Odraka. Hordan. Look, I can see. Mitra. Entombed. Liquid fire. That's the light of a million blazing facets. I was right, my barbarian. (laughs) 
The wealth of the ancients greets us in all its blazing glory, undreamt of wealth. Look! Diamonds, rubies, bloodstones, sapphires, turquoise, moonstones, opals, emeralds, amethysts. Look! Mitra! Mitra and Arcata! Look, man! A, a necklace of bloodstones. They glow a glorious crimson. Beautiful, enchanted. <laughs> like clots of frozen blood, strung on a thick gold wire. Yaga, she looks possessed. I mind my words, Sumerian, for I speak not ill of my queen. But you need know of Beni and her Shemite people. I have raised her from a child after her father. King Atrahis was killed by his dog of a brother, Nim Karak. The cur of a brother was in league with the Stygians, unknown to Beni's father. We narrowly escaped the plot and traveled south to the unknown jungles of Kush. It was there that I raised Beni among the black tribes, who took her for a goddess of prophecy and would die by her word. As she grew, she was taught the ways of sword and sea by her worshippers, and is a master now of both, as you know. That is her history. But know you also that the Shemite soul finds a bright drunkenness in riches and material splendor. And the sight of this treasure might well have shaken the soul of a sated emperor of Shushan, or a princess of the royal blood of Shem. Take up the jewels, dog. Conan, stop prattling on like an old woman with Niaga. We've got work to do. Get the tigress ready to take on this bounty, my barbarian. You heard? Conan, hold. What? Look, dear. Yaga, what do you... From the gun walls of the tigress. Look, my queen. Has someone come to take our bounty? Nay, look. A dark shape rises, soaring away over the jungle from our ship. Don't take me for a fool. The devil ape has been investigating our ship. What matter? Move, dogs. Make a litter of spears and mantles to bear these jewels. Where the devil are you going, Conan? To look to the gully. The bat thing might have knocked a hole in the bottom of the ship for all we know. I will join you, barbarian. Come on, then. What are the rest of you gawking at? Get this treasure. Now. Steal this, tis foul. What see you, Kona? Bullet's eyes take me. This buying face plundered our supplies. They all now sink to the depths of Sarkiba. Roman! He staved our water casks. Come, Nyaga. 
We must get back to the ancient city! Why, Ishtar? What have we gotten ourselves into? The question is... Can we get ourselves out? In the crypt, see them, Conan. Aye. They stand crutch deep in the jewel brimming crypt, still scooping up great handfuls of splendor to pass them to eager hands above. Drops of red fire drip from their heads, piled high with starlight and rainbow. Rom. They are lifted hands, full of stars and glowing blood. They look like black. Titans, standing straddle-legged in the bright pits of hell. Rom, I like this not, Nyaga. Nor I, Siberian. Well, Conan, are you going to just stand there gaping at my crimson jewel prize adorning my naked breast? No, uh, elite. That flying devil has staved in the water casks. If we hadn't been so dazed by these stones, we'd have heard the noise. We were fools not to have left our man on guard. We can't drink this river water, my queen. I'll take 20 men and search for fresh water in the jungle. Very well. I'll get the loot aboard. Rom, you lot follow me. The rest follow Belit and the treasure. Yaga, you stay here and watch over Belit for me. I... I need no... For me, Belit. Very well, Nyaga. Watch over me, as my love asks. But assist in the plunder, old friend. This bloodstone knuckles is so beautiful. I believe. You warriors, grab spear and shield. Let's move! closes quickly changing the light from gold to gray damnable arching green branch creepers dangle like pythons you fall into single file behind me we'll never get through this dank undergrowth any other way the deeper we plunge Into the green waving depths, the less we find. Still no sign of water, either running stream or stagnant pool. Crumb, hold. Nagora, Walker. You go ahead. March straight on until you can no longer see me. Then stop and wait for me. Walker. I believe we're being followed. 
I heard something. Robber. Crom, I'll get behind this tree and see what lurks. Nothing, but I smell something. The very air is impregnated with some exotic scent. A scent I... Rama! What was there? Great black blossoms nodding at me! Arching, beckoning, spreading! Crom! The Black Lotus! Damn the gods! Its juice is death! Its scent brings nightmare! Haunted slumber! My sword! So heavy! Cannot lift! Sleepy! I am so tired! falls prey to the noxious, psychedelic, and deadly odors of the black lotus plant, falling into a catatonic slumber as his warriors scream in the distance. First, there was a blackness of an utter void, with the cold winds of cosmic space blowing through it. Then shapes, vague, monstrous, and evanescent, rolled in dim panorama through the expanse of nothingness, as if the darkness were taking material form. The winds blew, and a vortex formed, a whirling pyramid of roaring blackness. From it grew shape and dimension. Then suddenly, like clouds dispersing, the darkness rolled away on either hand, and a huge city of dark green stone rose on the bank of a wide river, flowing through an illimitable plain. Through this city move beings of alien configuration. Strange creatures. We 
beings, superior to men. I can feel their intelligence. What is happening? I float yet. I'm grounded. What sorcery be this? Lie still, Samaria, and hearken to our tale. Know you that when we raised our colossal emerald city, man's primal ancestors had not yet risen from the slime of the primordial seas. Though to you, gods, we might appear, we were but mortal, of flesh and blood like yourself, Conan, though far more evolved. We lived, loved, and died. Though our individual span of life was enormous, then, after uncounted millions of years, the change began. Hearken as the vision changes. Follow the age and pay heed, Conan. Watch it shimmer and waver like a picture on a wind-blown curtain. Over the city and the land, the ages flowed as waves flow over a beach, and each wave brought alterations. Somewhere on the planet, the magnetic centers were shifting. The great glaciers and ice fields were withdrawing toward the new pole. The littoral of the great river altered. Plains turned into swamps that stike with reptilian life. Where fertile meadows had rolled, forests reared up, growing into dank jungles. The changing ages wrought on the inhabitants of the city as well, upon our race. We did not migrate to fresher lands. Reasons inexplicable to humanity held us in our ancient city and our doom. And as our once rich and mighty land sank deeper and deeper into the black mire of the sunless jungle, so into the chaos of squalling jungle life sank the people of the city, our race, Terrific convulsions shook the earth. The nights were lurid with spouting volcanoes that fringed the dark horizons with red pillars. After an earthquake that shook down the outer walls and highest towers of the city and caused the river to run black for days with sun lethal substance spewed up from subterranean depths. A frightful chemical change became apparent in the waters that we had drunk for millenniums uncountable. Many died who drank of it, and in those who lived, the drinking wrought change, subtle, gradual, and grisly. In adapting ourselves to the changing conditions, we had sunk far below our original level. 
But the lethal waters altered our race even more horribly. From generation to more bestial generation, they who had been winged gods became pinioned demons. With all that remained of our ancestors' vast knowledge, distorted and perverted and twisted into ghastly paths, as we had risen higher than mankind might dream. So we sank lower than man's maddest nightmares reached. We died fast. By cannibalism and horrible feuds fought out in the murk of the midnight jungle, and at last, among the lichen-grown ruins of their city. Only a single shape lurked. A stunted, abhorrent perversion of nature. First time humans there, dark-skinned, hawk-faced men in copper and, and leather harness, bearing bows. The warriors, a prehistoric stitcher. There were only fifty of them, and they were haggard and gaunt with starvation and prolonged effort, stained and scratched with. Jungle wandering, with blood-crusted bandages that told of fierce fighting. In their minds was a tale of warfare and defeat, and flight before a stronger tribe, which drove them ever southward until they lost themselves in the green ocean of jungle and river. Exhausted. They lay down among the ruins, where red blossoms that bloom but once in a century waved in the full moon, and sleep fell upon them. And as they slept, a hideous shape crept red-eyed from the shadows and performed weird and awful rites about and above each sleeping. The moon hung in the shadowy sky. Painting the jungle red and black, above the sleepers glimmered the crimson blossoms like splashes of blood. Then the moon went down, and the eyes of the necromancer were red jewels set in the ebony of night. When dawn spread its white veil over the river, there were no men to be seen. Only a hairy winged horror that squatted in the center of a ring of fifty great spotted hyenas that pointed quivering muzzles to the ghastly sky, and then howled like souls in hell. 
This is moving too fast. Each vision tripping over the heels of its predecessor. What is confusion of movement? I see a rising and melting of lights and shadows against the background of black jungle appears green stone ruins and murky river Harkin Conan heed our tale the river in long boats, with skulls grinning on the prows, or stole stooping through the trees, spear in hand. They fled screaming through the dark from red eyes and slavering hands. Howls of dying men shook the shadows. Stealthy feet padded through the gloom. Vampire eyes blazed redly. There were grisly feasts beneath the moon, across whose red disc a bat-like shadow incessantly swept. Then around the jungle point in the whitening dawn swept a long galley, thronged with shining ebon figures. And in the bows stood a white-skinned ghost in blue steel. These are dreams. I thought I was ensorcelled somewhere out of time. But I see myself treading the boards of the Tigress. I see both this other existence and the dream as one. are one with both, Kuna. But you will not awake yet. There is more. Harkin. But how? The vision clarifies. I see a jungle glade. Gora. Gora and nineteen black spearmen stand. Waiting for someone. They wait for... For me! But I am here. And I am asleep in the jungle. How? Crumb! They scream! But at what do they shriek in terror, Kunan? Why do they throw away their weapons and race wildly through the jungle? Ah! 
demon! That slavering monstrosity flaps its grotesque wings above them! Krama! They run from death itself! I must break free of these visions! For I am Conan! I am back. The lotus rides above me. My sword. Away from me, foul plant. What's that? A track near that bush. The spoor of a hyena, but larger than I've ever seen. Not a deep track, though. As if it were preparing to... Nagora! Crom! Nagora! Nagora! No answer. My warrior's tracks lay ahead. Crom! Nagora! 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 They run! Single file! From something! The visions of the lotus! From the winds! Demon! Crumb! There! A blade ahead! This is the blade from the visions! The shields of Nakora's men! They scattered all about! Dropped in! Headlong flight! Their traps leap deeper into this foul jungle. The traps wildly overlay each other. Running between these damned trees. A cliff before me. Crum, something's on. The edge of the precipice! A great black gorilla! No! It's Nagora! The dancing's Nagora! Transformed! Stay back! Sorcery changed you, Nagora. And 
Now you are dead. By my sword. I fear so too are the rest of the warriors. At the bottom of this crag. All dead below. In limp distorted attitudes. Crushed limbs and splintered bones. Where once breathed men of valor. Elite's crew know nothing more than a feast for black flies. The damned ants already make their way over blood-splashed stones to gnaw at the corpses. All dead! If the beast came here, it must have gone to... Crumbs eyes! pillars and along the broken piers they lie, torn and mangled and half-devoured, two travesties of men and footprints, hyena trash, crumbs eyes, all dead, Nyaga ripped in two, no! Belit! 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 From dangling from the tigress masthead, sparkling like blood in the gray light, Crumb's eyes! Our body is hung by those damn crimson clots of that necklace from the mast! Cram and steal! Bellet! No!
eyes were black around him. The dripping jaws gaped wide. Thicker than rain, the red drops fell. But my love was fiercer than death's black spell. Nor all the iron walls of hell could keep me from his side. Song of Belief. Having survived the precognitive visions of the Black Lotus in the jungle, Conan awoke to find all his squad of warriors dead at the bottom of a precipice. All were dead save Nagora, who had been transformed into a gorilla-like monstrosity by vile sorcery. The once human beast attacked Conan, and Conan slew his former comrade-at-arms. And knowing there was more to this horror, Conan raced back to the ruins of the city. He ran up beside her and found it was Too late to save the crew of the Tigris from grisly death, or his beloved Belit, who had been hung from the yard arm of the Tigris by her bloodstone necklace. The same necklace she had found in the ruins of the lost city. Butcher's axe. You deserve more. A pyre on the tigress. A pyre fit for my queen. For Belit's last voyage. On a pyre of broken benches, spear shafts, and leopard skins, I have laid the queen of the Black Coast for her last sleep. Do you hear me, Shrum? Ah! My love is dead. Dead, wrapped in my scarlet cloak. Like a true queen, you now lay. Your plunder heaped high about your skills. Cloth of gold, silver braid, cask of gems and golden coins, silver ingots, jeweled daggers and tear, callous of gold wedges. But not the plunder of this accursed city! Never! That accursed booty now fills the dark waters of the Zakiba with its taint by my hands! 
along with a damned bloodstone necklace. And I stand now alone, holding my dead love, my Belit. Demon, I will choose my battlefield. There, atop that crumbling pyramid. Crumb willing, I will avenge you, Belit. And if Crumb sees not to bolster my battle, the hell with him! Atop this spire and awaits the winged demon. With sharpened blade, he'll not find Conan waiting for death or sneak up upon me with his treacherous sorcery. By crumb, he'll face a Sumerian sword in hand. slaughter of my elite and her crew? I know not. Here now his beasts crawl out of the jungle gloom. Damnable hyenas skulking out to do their master's dark bidding, I'll wager. You are an intelligent demon, no doubt. Intelligence or no, if I have my way, a dead-winged beast! Elite's bow in hand, my blade by my side. Night falls and your choicest victim awaits, demon. Wind beast, meet me in hell. Twenty curs come, eyes blazing like the bloodstones. Ensorcelled, no doubt, by the winged demon. Coward! Twenty curse it be then, and twenty will rot in hell! Die, curse! One beast dead! Die! Die! Curse! Feel my hate! Hot as a slack heaps of hell, curse! Die! Die! And yet you still come. By what godless alchemy you curse have been brought into existence, I know not. You close in, dogs. One shaft left. One more to die. No, not have my throat cut. Curse! 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 Not in Die, 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 die
stand <sighs> victorious. Comes my sword. Come you on the wind demon. Demon, I curse you. Fall away, 
to hell! to the aid of its slaves when I had it feared to come within reach of fangs that might turn and rend it but still died in the end may it rot in hell I have one task Let Crom
right. On board the Tigress, I now set you free, Bolit. You and your ship on its last voyage to Valhalla. My love, my elite, come. Tinges the ocean while I stand alone. My love sails on. of Samiria leaned on his great sword upon the white beach, watching the tigress swinging out on her last voyage. There was no light in his eyes that contemplated the glassy swells. Out of the rolling blue wastes all glory and wonder had gone. A fierce revulsion shook him, and he gazed at the green surges that deepened into purple hazes of mystery. Elite had been of the sea. She had lent it splendor and allure. Without her rolled a barren, dreary, and desolate waste from pole to pole. She belonged to the sea. To its everlasting mystery he returned her. He could do no more. For himself, its glittering blue splendor was more repellent than the leafy fronds which rustled and whispered beneath him of vast, mysterious wilds beyond them, and into which he must plunge. No hand was at the sweep of the tigress. No oars drove her through the green water, but a clean, tanging wind bellied her silken sail, and as a wild swan cleaves the sky to her nest, she sped seaward, flames mounting higher and higher from her deck, to lick at the mast and envelop the figure that lay lapped in scarlet on the shining pyre. So passed the queen of the black coast, and leaning on his red-stained sword, Conan stood silently until the red glow had faded far out in the blue hazes 
and the dawn splashed its rose and gold over the ocean. Here ends the saga of the Queen of the Black Coast. Now we are done with roaming evermore. No more the oars, the windy harps refrain. Nor a crimson pennon frights the dusky shore. Blue girdle of the burrow, receive again her whom thou gavest me. Starring in Robert E. Howard's Queen of the Black Coast was Stevie Barnaby as Conan and the winged ape demon Charlene Harris as Belief, the Queen of the Black Coast. I want to thank everyone who's been a part of this production. You all rock. The narrator was Ralph W. Walter. Also check out the zombie astronaut. The Song of Belief, read by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard. Music for tonight's episode was provided by Rob Highfield, Candiga, Stevie Barnaby, and Brian of Seraphic Panopoly, and Douglas and Bela of Howlo. If you get a chance, go and check out all the wondrous music. The narrator and Captain Tito was W. Ralph Walters. And by the way, check out the zombie astronaut. David McIver as Arnar. Robin Carlyle as Anya. Mark Kalita as Murga. Various soldiers were played by Roy Dudgeon, Bill Holwick, Chris McGilvray, and Tim Gillick. Sailor number one was played by Roy Dudgeon. Sailor number two was played by James Leeper. Pyrhan number one, Tim Gillick from Circus 13. Thanks, Tim. And Pyrhan number two, Bill Holwick. The Argus crew was played by Roy Dudgeon, Bill Holwick, Chris McGilvray, and Tim Gillick. The Song of Belief, read by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard. The Argus crew was played by David Sokoliak, Chris McGilvray. James Leeper and Bill Holwig, starring as the Sirens of Set, Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard, Charlene Harris, Laura Frechette, Robin Carlyle, Kim Giannopoulos, and April Sadowski. Music for tonight's episode was provided by Seraphic Monopoly. Thanks, Brian. Stevie Barnaby, Devin Anderson, the Podsafe Audio, Cantiga and Douglas and Bela of Howlo. The Queen of the Black Coast, Belit, was played by Charlene Harris. Belit's crew was played by Roy Dudgeon, Bill Holwood, Chris McGilvray, Colin Snow, Paul Manor, Stephen J. Cohen, and David Subkoyak. Sailor One was Roy Dudgeon. Sailor Two was Bill Holwood. The Argus crew was played by Roy Dudgeon, James Leeper, Bill Holwood, Chris McGilvray, and Tim Gillick. 
Various Warriors and Bullies crew are played by Stephen Cohen, Bill Holwick, and Colin Snow. And Mark Lita as Niaga. Starring as the ancient peoples of Conan's Black Lotus-infused visions are Stephen J. Cohen, Kim Giannopoulos, James Leeper, Paul Mannering, and from Imagination Lane, Gwen Jensen Waters and Alexa Chipman, and from the Sonic Society, Jack Ward and Shannon Hilchie, and Stevie K. Barnaby as the winged ape beast, and Nagora in ape form, Bill Holwick as Nagora and various warriors of belief. Music for tonight's episode was provided by Seraphic Monopoly. Thanks, Brian. Stevie Farnaby and new music provided by Erdenstern. Check him out on the web, as well as my buddies Cantiga. Links are provided in the show notes. The Queen of the Black Coast is an original story written by Robert E. Howard, adapted for audio, mixed, produced, and directed by Bill Holwood. Thank everyone who's been a part of this production. You all rock. Thank you for listening. This has been a Broken Sea Audio production. Stay tuned for more Conan adventures to come in the future and try some of our other audio hooliganism only at www. Dot brokensea.com sffaudio.com The sound of tomorrow Explore the limitless worlds of the imagination with sffaudio.com Reviews and features Audiobooks, online audio Full cast audio drama and radio theater The ultimate source for news from the world of science fiction and fantasy audio Brought to you by the most trusted team in the business sffaudio.com The future never sounded so good This has been the SFF Audio Podcast. Please join us at www.sffaudio.com. 